the question of balancing the Tachan and and uh, and Hishtablus having a genuine sense of, of trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu with human initiative is one of the most basic issues in, in religious life for two reasons. First of all, just very practically, it's, it's relevant to so many situations on almost a daily basis. Second of all, Betochen is something which is absolutely crucial and should be very central to our lives. Let's perhaps elaborate that, that second point for a moment. The famous question raised by the Ibn Ezra, he says it was posed to him by Rabbi Huda Halevi, why when HaKadosh Baruch Hu presents his calling card, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't identify himself as Asher Barasi Shamayim Voyaz. Ibn Ezra says that, that to be able to recognize the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is the Bore, is the creator of Shemaim Va'aretz, perhaps a person needs a certain philosophical bent that not everyone necessarily has, whereas to recognize, to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu's fingerprints in history is something that, that we're all capable of. But perhaps additionally, The, the, the pshat is, is as follows. In, in Parshish Bahar, the Torah says, Yavadai heim, asher otseisi osam eretz mitzrayim. The Kaddish Baruch Hu again says that he's entitled to our being his avodim because he took us out of slavery in Mitzrayim. So our immediate association with Avdus servitude that a person takes his marching orders from the Master 24-7, is beholden to the Master 24-7, and that's certainly a, a, a correct association. But there is another one as well. That is, the, the, the Gemara in Baruchas tells us the famous story that when Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai's son was uh, dangerously ill, he sends a, sends a messenger to his own Talmud, Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa, that he should daven on his behalf. And Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa does, and Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai's son recovers, at which point uh, Rabbi Yochanan Zakkai comments that Ilmole Hitiach ben Zakkai Rosho ben Birkov Kol Hayom is lo nano. I could have davened all day long and my tefillah wouldn't have been accepted the way Rabbi Chanina was. At which point uh, his, his wife uh, protests, Vachi Chanina Gadol Mimcha. After all, you are the you are the Rebbe, and and uh, and, and and Rebbe Chanina is 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 your town, is your disciple, and somewhat cryptically, Rebbe Yochanan Zakei answers, no, but I'm Dome Kesar Lefnei Hamelach, and Rebbe Chanina is Dome Keavid Lefnei Hamelach. I have a cabinet rank, I have cabinet status. He's a secretary. So the truth is, I outrank him. But on the other hand, if you want to walk into the president without an appointment. You can have a cabinet uh, status, you can be Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, whatever, but you can't walk in to the President without, without an appointment. If you're his personal secretary, so then you have uh, free and almost unlimited access. 
That, that was the moshal which which uh, Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai gave his wife. So whatever whatever that means fully in context, what it suggests to us in our context is that another association with Avdus is that there's a certain intimacy between an Eved and Adam. An intimacy which isn't necessarily present in other relationships. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants that our Avodos Hashem should involve a personal relationship with Him. That we should be Avodim, Avodahim, not only in the sense of recognizing that we're beholden and, 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 uh, and that we have to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu 24-7, not just Avodim in that sense, but Avodim in the sense of Ke'avid Lifnei HaMelech, Avodim as, as suggesting, as representing a sense of, of personal connection and intimacy, as it were, with, with the Rivon Shalom. So there HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, my claim on that is not Asher Barasi Shemaim V'Oretz. Had it only been the case that Barasi Shemaim V'Oretz and I wasn't personally involved with you, so then HaKadosh Baruch as it were, says, I wouldn't necessarily be able to stake a claim that you should be my Avadim. But in light of the fact, Hayos, that I'm personally, intimately involved in your lives, intervening, getting involved in your lives, so that's the basis for my, for my claim to, to your Avdus. It's possible, too often one sees this truth when, when, when looking in the mirror, it's possible to be shown a Torah mitzvah, to learn, and, and not incorporate, or not incorporate sufficiently, this aspect of having a personal relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu not just being Rachman Litzlan, an object of uh, a remote object of belief, an abstract concept, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a living presence within our lives, with whom we have, again, a, a personal relationship. And the two mitzvahs, which perhaps more than, than others, directly address this, and directly cultivate and, and develop this personal relationship with Rebbe is having a sense of betachin. That when a person walks through life, and every step of the way, a person has this sense of betachin. Again, as we'll try a little bit to explain, as is appropriate, this sense of trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so that that means that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, again, in his life, isn't just an, ob- an object of belief, not just someone who... Uh, sent a, a, a telegram with the 613 mitzvahs, but someone, again, a presence, the ultimate presence and, and reality and center of a person's existence, and that's what it's supposed to be. Betochen and Tfilah are, are the two mitzvahs, again, which more than anything, again, directly challenge us to, to develop and to feel this personal connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So for that reason... Focusing on betochen and the role of betochen in our lives is something which is very, very basic and, and fundamental. <coughs> betochen and tefillah are, uh, are, are not unrelated. The, the Rabbi Yona writes in the beginning of Brachos that basically the, 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 what underlies tefillah is that if a person is boteach, so then a person is mispala. That, that what underlies tefillah, the, 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 uh, 
the, the, the underlying assumption, the unstated premise for Tefillah, again, is this sense of Bittachim. Obviously, in, in the, the few minutes we're going to spend tonight, the, the, it's, it's not going to be possible to be comprehensive, but we'll, we'll begin perhaps with a few general comments about Bittachim, and then as the, the, the title uh, suggests, focus specifically on times of crisis, the, the two that, that, uh, um, that, that we're supposed to discuss, the, the economic crisis as well as in terms of Shiduchim. Well, what's the source in the Torah? Is there a source in the Torah for the Chir of Betachim? To trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Is that a, is that, is that a posuk anywhere in, in Chumash? So the truth is, as basic as it is, it doesn't necessarily have to be a pasuk. There are a lot of very, very basic things, which, uh, for whatever reason, are so axiomatic to Torah that they're assumed and not necessarily uh, encapsulated directly in in, in psukim. Most famously, Chaim Vital in the Shari Kedusha, much quoted, says that you don't have mitzvahs which uh, encapsulate, which uh, incorporate midos. But Midas is uh, almost Kodmala Torah. So that's uh, axiomatic to Torah. And because of that, you don't, uh, you, you don't have, Chaim uh, Vital is assuming, we don't have uh, mitzvahs which, which specifically contain the, the, the mandate for all the proper Midas that a person is supposed to have. So not necessarily the case that there has to be a Pasuk in, in, in Chumash which contains the, uh, the imperative, the mandate for Betochen. Nevertheless, in a very, very beautiful uh, exposition. So the Meshul Chachma says that he thinks that there is a Pasuk for Betochen. Meshul Chachma in, in Parshas Ekev, commenting on the Pasuk of Es Hashem Tira Oso Savar Uvos Sidbok, that's the phrase that, 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 that he's dealing with, Uvishmo Tishaveya, says, he refers to, to the Rambam, quoting from Chazal, that the way a person fulfills the mitzvah of Dvekus is by connecting himself to a, a Talmud Chochem and, and trying to be of uh, service to a Talmud Chochem so that through the Talmud Chochem's Torah he's, he's attaching himself, he's clinging to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Ramban, he references the Ramban's understanding of, of a Vos Sidbok, of the, the type of Dvekis which uh, very great uh, Tzadikim and, and Baalei Avoda are able to, are able to accomplish. And then he says that he thinks the Pshat in Vos Sidbok he understands the Vosidbak in, in a, based on a Potsuk in, in, in Yahushua that he quotes. I guess the, the, a, a close parallel that we have in, in, in English idiom for what Rebbeya Simcha sees in the Potsuk of Vosidbak is, let, let's say, you're, uh, you're new on the job somewhere. And someone who's going to be uh, training you and someone who's going to be teaching you the ropes so he'll say to you, stick with me, and I'll take care of you. Well, you come to town somewhere, you don't know your way around town, you don't know where to go, you don't, uh, you're, not, you're not oriented at all. So the person who's, uh, who's, who's, lo- who's local and, and knows his way around, so stick with me, stick with me, and, and I'll take care of you. The Meshul Chochmah says, stick with me, right? stick with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the sense of trust that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will take care of you. And that Uvosidbuk contains the chiyuv for, for having betochen, for maintaining a sense of betochen, of trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he explains very, very beautifully how this comes on the heels of Es Hashem Alokech 
the, the Yerushalayim that we have, the sense of fear and awe that we have before HaKadosh Baruch Hu is because Einod Melvado. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is everything. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of life. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sustains life. Everything exists through HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, 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 is infinite, omniscient, the sense of, of fear and awe which that uh, engenders within a person, so says with Meir Simcha, should also engender within a person a sense of trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because those very same qualities that, that we perceive in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we recognize in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, also gives us reason that that's the one we should be trusting. And as Hashem Al-Kechatira means, if a person fears HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what it means is he fears HaKadosh Baruch Hu exclusively. I fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu if a person fulfills the mitzvah and it means I don't fear other forces, other factors as Hashem Al-Kachatira in an exclusive sense. If a person fulfills as Hashem Al-Kachatira so then that automatically will then lead into, that's going to segue into Uvo Sidbuk Stick with, again, stick with him in the sense of trust HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's the, the same basis for, for Yerashamayim. So it's, it's a quite remarkable thing, according to Rebbe Simcha, the same, the same reality which inspires fear and awe also inspires a sense of trust and of betochen, and as the, the Chodos Alvavos discusses uh, so much in Shara Betochen, that part of a sense of betochen is a sense of Menuchas nefesh, a sense of serenity that that, that, that since everything depends upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what's going to be, what will be the Tova. Before we get somewhat more specific, so just one, uh, I guess, disclaimer. That there are, both in Chazal and, and Rishonim, opinions about the Betochen, which, which hinge to a large extent on the on opinions on Hashgacha Pratis are by no means uh, monolithic. So for our purposes tonight, I'm assuming a certain Mahalach, I think it's the one which is uh, certainly most prevalent uh, in, in, in the past couple of hundred years amongst the Bali Machshav, but I, I don't mean to suggest that, that uh, all sources, be it in Chazal, be it in, in uh, Rishonim or Achronim, uh, are necessarily monolithic on this topic. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, the Hashkocha Pratis, the, the Divine Providence, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu exercises, is all-encompassing. How much a person is going to earn, what, what success he'll enjoy financially, is determined on Rosh Hashanah and, and Yom HaKippur. Aboim Yom Kodim Yitzira Savlad, a Baskol, a heavenly voice announces Basponi, the Plony, HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranges Shiduchim. HaKol Bidei Shamayim, Chutz Meyira Shamayim, but for our purposes, the emphasis is on the first half of the statement, that HaKol Bidei Shamayim. The Sefer Chinuch writes in, in explaining the, the rationale, the Shoresh HaMitzvah for the Torah's prohibition against seeking revenge. So our, generally, our uh, gut reaction is that the Torah prohibits uh, taking revenge because it's a midah mushchasas. 
it's a very corrupt character trait. I don't think the Sefer Achinuch would necessarily disagree with that, but the Sefer Achinuch gives a different explanation. He says that the reason the Torah prohibits taking revenge is because theologically it, it represents a terrible distortion. If I, tried, if I tried to take revenge for something that was done to me, something that, uh, that, that, that Plomi Almoni does to me, so the, what motivates the revenge is, if not for him, then I wouldn't have suffered this setback. If not for him, I wouldn't be enduring this pain. If not for him, I wouldn't have suffered this humiliation. That's sort of the unstated uh, premise and assumption for any desire for revenge. If I were to know, if I were to believe that what happened to me would have happened to me regardless, if it, ha- if it hadn't happened through the agency of Plony Almoni, it would have happened otherwise, so then that takes all the wind out of the sails. Then there's not going to be any desire for revenge. Says the Sefer Chinuch, that's why the Torah prohibits revenge, because a person is supposed to ma- recognize that Kichor whatever befalls a person, Mitov again, whether from the human vantage point it's good, or from the human vantage point it's bad, that this is something which HaKadosh Baruch Hu signs off on. And if it wouldn't happen through the agency, through the instrumentality of this person's Bechira Chavshis, it doesn't exonerate the person for, for, for the bad he does. He's not acting Alpina Vua, he's still responsible for what he's doing, but in terms of how the person who was the object is supposed to process it, and how he's supposed to react and respond to it, he's supposed to recognize Kichol whatever befalls him, comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This sense of, again, an all-encompassing Hashkocha protes, a miyayoni, miyayosha, miyishalev, miyisyasar, means that we have to trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, again, trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the exclusion of trusting of Oro HaGever, as Yemiyahu says, who trusts people, to the exclusion of fearing people or, or other, uh, or other factors and forces and trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nevertheless, the, the, the all-encompassing uh, nature of divine providence, of, of Hashkoch is notwithstanding, so Betochen doesn't in any way translate into passivity. There's no equation between Betochen and passivity. This is true on, on two levels. On a natural level, we're supposed to be active, proactive, as well as on a spiritual level. How do we sort of uh, reconcile this uh, proactivism with Betochen? If after all, everything is coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so what exactly, what, what role is assigned to, uh, to our Hishtadlis, to our initiatives? So maybe let's, just to get a little bit of, of, a, of a handle on it, uh, consider the following two Mishalim. Well, let's say that, that um, food supplies are being uh, airlifted to a certain remote area. Okay, maybe it was uh, hit by uh, some, some, some natural disaster, whatever it is, whatever occasions the, uh, the airlift, but, but food, food supplies are being airlifted into a certain area. Okay. So there's no question about what the source of the food is, there's no question that the food is only going to come if uh, the people with the airplanes decide to send the food. That's all clear 
that, that, uh, that we can't on our own, the people who are living in this uh, remote area, cut off, so they can't on their own dictate the result, they can't force anyone's hand to provide the food. That notwithstanding, so they do have to position themselves to, to receive the, uh, the, 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 the airdrop. If the airdrop is going to be uh, in that, in the northeast uh, corner of the region, and they uh, insist on, on sitting uh, blindly in the southwest corner of the region, so then, despite the fact that everything is dependent upon, upon others, nothing is going gonna, is gonna to come their way. Sankar Shvarofu says, again, everything comes from the Yvonne Shalom, Kolm a person's panasa, a person's livelihood is determined, is dictated by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And so, in, in every area of a person's life, but Hishtabas means that a Kodesh Baruch Hu says, since I'm going to send it to you through natural channels, so your obligation is to position yourself to receive that, uh, that gift which I'm going to be sending you, Min HaShamayim. In terms of understanding the, the role, again, of, call it spiritual hishtadlus, be it in the form of tefillah, be it in the form of tshuva, or, or, or amassing zechuyos, through different maizen tovim, so perhaps the moshe, which lets us understand how, how that is integrated, and, and, uh, and plays out alongside the sense of betochen, that, that ultimately everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so imagine that you have a, a child who doesn't seem to be too motivated in school. He, she is a very bright child, but not, uh, not especially motivated. So that the parents decide they're looking to motivate the child, so they tell the child, you know what, if you'll maintain a 90 average for the next year, so then we're going to... We're going to buy you a chvest and uh, an, an iPod. Once upon a time, I think it was a bike, but I'm not sure that you can get away with that now. <laughs> I don't think you'll even get an 80 average just for a bike. So let's call it a uh, let's call it an iPod. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll buy you an, an iPod if you uh, if you uh, maintain a 90 plus average. Now the kid doesn't have a, doesn't have a penny in the bank. Doesn't have a penny to his or her name. There's no way they can uh, get the, the the iPod on on. Uh, on, 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 his, on, on their own. Clearly, the iPod, if it comes, is only coming from the parents. Nevertheless, the kid is able, has a role to play in terms of determining whether or not he makes himself worthy of the parents' benefaction. So in that sense, that's perhaps a perspective on the, the interplay between the spiritual hishtadlus through the form of uh, tefillah, through the form of other zechiyos, uh, mitzvahs, and nice and tovim, and again, how that in no way uh, contradicts, again, the, the all-encompassing hashkacha pratis. Is anything different about the chiyav betochen, and, and how to balance betochen with his tablos in, 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 in times of crisis, times which are not, uh, not as routine. So on one level, not really. There's always a chiv to, to have trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and yet simultaneously be appropriately proactive. And, and we always have to try to figure out what the balance is. That having been said, the, the Chazan Ish comments 
very poetically, lyrically, as, as, as his entire monograph in, in Yane Yamun and Bitachon, he says, Masha Anu Rolim Bechayim, he says, we, we observe in life, Ruvain Ish Musari, Ruvain is a Baal Musar, Vizimras Habitachon Al Dal Swasov Tamid, he's always humming the tune, he's always singing the, the, the tune of Bitachon. He's, he's constantly criticizing people who engage in excessive human initiative, who are excessively proactive, and, and says that, that, again, to be too involved is something dis- despicable. Mesaev, Lashem Toeva. He's got a thriving business, so it's not so hard for him to to uh, to, to preach betachem because he has a, a very thriving business which seems to run on its own momentum, and he only needs to spend a few hours in the office every day. And all of a sudden he says, we're, we're shocked to see how Ruvain is, is whispering and conspiring with his people how to try to undermine someone who wants to go into business competing with him. So the Chazanish says that when times are good, so it's hard to tell whether we really have betochen. Because it's easy, to, things are going well, and as long as things are going well, so it's easy to sort of only be paying lip service to Bitochen. Chazan Ish said that, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu tests us, and things are not going so well, that's when we really find out whether, again, it was only lip service that we were paying to Bitochen, or whether or not it's something which we, which we have really internalized. Certainly one, one perspective in, in terms of times of crisis. Yitochen, that given the equation that we mentioned before from the Rabbeinu Yona, in, in terms of bitochen and, and tefillah going hand in hand, so the same way there is a special obligation, there is a special mitzvah when a person feels himself in a time of crisis, in an eighth Torah, to daven, so Mestomet, given the fact that the, that the davening is... Uh, is, 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 is an application, is something which, which flows from the sense of betochen, that maybe there is a heightened obligation in terms of the betochen as well in, in an Esther. So now let's perhaps maybe spend just a, a few minutes looking at the, the two issues. Again, the, I don't necessarily mean to dramatize and, uh, and classify these as crises, and I leave that to others, but these were the two issues that, uh, that we're supposed to discuss a little bit in the area of, of Shiduchim, as well as the, the, the current economic climate. Again, whether that's the best word, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I leave that to, to others to, to decide. Hishtablus, in every area, the definition of Hishtablus has to be something which is reasonable, something which is realistic. Again, since the idea of Hishtadlus is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu chooses, again, 
since the since we left the midbar not to send mon but to, to operate through natural channels as it were so hashtablus by its very definition has to be something which is reasonable has to be realistic which is why if a person finds himself herself in a difficult situation so the response shouldn't only be to reach in and, and, and draw upon betachem, but in addition, since there is an obligation to make hishtablus, we're obligated to review and make sure that the hishtablus that we've been making is reasonable and, and is realistic. It may very well be that after engaging in such a cheshvan anafesh that we'll find that it has been. And that, in fact, the, the, the only reaction that we're supposed to have to the current uh, difficulties and adversity is one of betochen, because the, the hishtadlus has been on the mark, it has been on target. Or it might be that we'll, that we'll, that we'll recognize, that we'll discover that there are certain, uh, certain adjustments that perhaps need to be made in, in our hishtadlus. In, in, in terms of, of uh, shiduchim, Again, many of these considerations can be transposed to different areas as well. A person can't be too particular. In the sense, for the hishtadlus to be considered reasonable and realistic, a person can't, be, can't have such a list of specifications for what he or she is looking for, that what, what, that what one is looking for is a point on the spectrum. In order for Ishtadlus to be realistic, in order for it to be reasonable, so there has to be a certain part of the spectrum in which a person could find, uh, find his or her mate. But, but if the list of, of the specifications is so long and so detailed that, it's, it's, that, that, that there's one in a million who could possibly, uh, who could possibly match, so that's not, uh, that's not reasonable, realistic, Hishtablus. Part of the Hishtablus being reasonable is whether or not the process is a reasonable one as well. Sometimes people are, are, uh, are dating people from the wrong circles, people that uh, they don't have any common ground with, whether they're the people who are introducing them or whatever don't really know them or, or whatever the, uh, the, the miscommunication is, whatever the, 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 the gap is, but they're not necessarily uh, moving in, in the right circles where it's reasonable to expect that they would find someone who would, uh, who would be appropriate for them. Sometimes a person has to check in terms of the hishtadlis, whether he or she, for some reason, doesn't uh, project himself or herself accurately and, and, uh, and well. The, the, the question needs to be asked at times whether or not uh, the person is, is afraid of marriage, is afraid of, uh, is afraid of, of commitment, whether or not the person is being too selective in even deciding who to meet. So all these are a part of the... The, the review in terms of checking to make sure that the hishtadlus is a, a, a realistic and, and reasonable one. <coughs> Probably, but maybe just to mention this, but, but, and then leave it uh, for, I don't know, maybe someone else in, in, in some other venue. Probably, 
When, when a problem is widespread, one which doesn't only affect uh, a few individuals, but widespread, so it, it should be occasion for not only a personal cheshven anefesh and a personal review of, of uh, the appropriateness and the reasonable, reasonableness of hishtablus, but for a collective cheshven anefesh as well. And uh, presumably, in, in this area, that's also very much warranted. What's the uh, spiritual hishtablus in this area? So tefillah is always, tefillah is, is, is always, is a part of any, uh, any hishtablus. A person has to ask, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, tefillah is, uh, I think uh, Rav Pinkus writes in his, uh, in, in his uh, monograph on, on tefillah, he gives the, the following marshal, that, 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 that tefillah affects things in two ways. First of all, when a person davens, I think, um, I don't remember if he quotes this, but uh, the Baal Shem Tov is quoted as saying that if a person is the same after davening as he was before davening, means he didn't really daven. But if a person, Mamish, if we would really, really daven, so then a person is supposed to come out a different person. Supposed to come, supposed to come out a, a, a changed person. Second of all, and this is this uh, Pinkus talks about this point. He says that Let's say the, the you, you call in an order from, to, from the supermarket, okay? And you call in, you tell them what you want, and they fill the order and they deliver and they leave it on your doorstep. Unless you open the door, so it's everything might be right there and and uh, and, and and waiting for you, but you have to open the door. That the part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Hanhoga of the world is that what opens the door for the bracha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has prepared already is tefillah. Tefillah opens the door for, for all bracha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu delivers to us, as it were. So certainly tefillah is always a part of any spiritual hishtadlis. The Mishnah Bavakam says that, that uh, if a person needs something, and is mispal for chaveru? Presumably, the same would be true to try to help out a friend who's in the same situation. So then, hunana tchila. So that has a special zuchus, a special merit. If a person extends himself or herself for someone who has the same need and and is uh, and is not so preoccupied with with one's own need, but re- recognizes the same need in others, that that's also a uh, a special zuchus. And the stomma, looking to improve one's midos in terms of, in general, in terms of ben adam lechavero, all of that are appropriate areas of hishtadlus. In terms of panasa, again, it's only hishtadlus. Everything is determined, is dictated by by Baruch Hu. Here, I think perhaps the, 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 the point which needs to be emphasized the most in terms of Hishtabas for Panosa is that if we do recognize, as we must, again, that everything comes from the Ribam Shalom, that our Hishtabas doesn't dictate results, but it's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, that we should engage in as a, as a sine qua non for His Bracha, so then we have to be scrupulously careful that the hishtablus is consistent and compatible with the betochen that we profess. What does that mean? So first of all, let's say the example that which the, the Chazanish gives of how a person deals with, with competition and competitors. 
that the hishtablus in which a person engages, again, the, the initiative and, uh, and, and his way of being proactive in terms of seeking parnosa has to be totally consistent with a sense of betachan that ultimately this isn't going to determine or dictate the livelihood. But again, it's an obligation that I have that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to fulfill before He gives me that livelihood. So it has to be, again, so I have a competitor. So the competitor is not going to, is not going to determine whether or not I have uh, panasa. And I have to make sure that, that, that I deal with him in a way that, that's, that's consistent with that sense of bitachin. Chazanish also says, based on the, uh, the, the medrash, where Chazal fought Yosef HaTzadik, he says, what exactly was Yosef HaTzadik's error in, in dealing with the, the Saham Ashkin? He was making his tablets. So the Chazanish gives a very important uh, guideline and says that one of the areas in which one can distinguish whether or not we view what we're doing again as a sense of human initiative that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, but not one that is ultimately dictates the results. The results come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do you, how do you sort of measure which of the two I'm, I'm engaged in? So the Chazan Ish says, if a person engages in acts of desperation, things which don't really make any sense, acts of desperation, that he says is inconsistent with, with a sense of betochen. Reasonable, again, can mean that we can't be too laid back in terms of our hishtadus, but reasonable also means that what we're doing shouldn't reflect a sense of, of desperation, at, at, at clutching at, at straws. Chazal say that for Yosef HaTzadik to think that that Russia the, the Sar HaMashkim was going to give a second thought to, uh, to, to Yosef HaTzadik reflected desperation. And that was incompatible, that type of Hishtadlis. The Hishtadlis, again, which bespeaks desperation, that's incompatible with, with Betachem. Because if it's Betachem, so what I'm doing is, again, I have a Chiyuv to engage in Hishtadlis. If it's not Hishtadlis, if this is going to determine my fate, because I'm, I'm responsible for determining my own fate. It's not, it's not in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So then, if I'm desperate, so then you, you, have, to, you have to grab at straws. That's what the Habachazanish understands Pshat by Yosef HaTzadik. The story is told of, that, that some Yeshiva Bachim came to the, uh, the Chafetz Chaim and the Chafetz Chaim was, was opposed to, to, to shaving. And, and they wanted a hetter from the Chafetz Chaim to, to shave their beards because uh, they were having trouble with, uh, with, with Shiduchim, and they wanted the Chafetz Chaim to give them a head to, to, to shave the, their beards. Okay, so the Chafetz Chaim was, was opposed to that. So, against that background, so the Chafetz Chaim said to them, so what do you think? The Yuban Shalom is Mazavik Zivugim. That's part of the Yuban Shalom's uh, daily schedule, as it were, Kaviyochel. The Yuban Shalom is Mazavik Zivugim. You think the Yuban Shalom can't, uh, can't find you a Shidduch... Uh, as long as you're, uh, as long as you're complying with uh, with what the Torah says in terms of lasashkas es pa'azikan echa, so again, so transposed to this area, what it means is that if a person has betachen, so there's no room for cutting corners, there's no room for cheating, there's no room for engaging in in dishonest business practices, whether it's gneivas das, whether it's false uh, advertising whether it's uh, cheating on taxes or whatever it is. The Rebbe 
doesn't need us to engage in, in, in these kinds of practices in order to send us our panasa. If it's up to me, okay, so then maybe I'm going to make more money by, and maybe the only way I think I can earn a living for myself is by engaging in these uh, dishonest business practices. If I recognize that this is just, again, an obligation I have to engage in hishtablis, to be active, to take initiative, but ultimately it comes from the Rav Shalom, clearly the Rav Shalom doesn't need me to, to cheat and to cut corners or pad bills or anything of, anything of, 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 that, uh, of that sort in order to provide parnosah. In the realm of the Rebbe also gives what he considers a, a test case for whether or not the Hishtablus is one which is consistent with a sense of trust in HaKadosh Baruch or not. He tells the story, again the story is, is as we'll see in a minute, obviously anachronistic in terms of its particular example of a Chassid Echad who meets a certain heretic. And the heretic says to the chassid, so who do you think uh, provides you with your livelihood? So he says, the Rebam Shalom, who uh, created Shemaim it's heaven and earth, and who sustains all life, my panasa comes from him. So then the, uh, the, 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 the heretic says to him, what, what line of work are you in? So he says, I'm in import-export, and I, uh, and I, I travel overseas, right, which in, in the early medieval times when Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar was writing the Chobos Alvaros was literally Sakonis uh, Nefashos to have to travel uh, ocean voyages Yarde Ayam was mamish uh, a very very it was a mortal danger every time a person wasn't uh, wasn't like today so he says to him so what do you think so you think that uh, he says your your actions contradict what, what, your words your belief if you believe that your livelihood comes from the Yerushalayim do you really think that he needs you to risk your life in order to, uh, to, to engage in the hishtablus, in the human initiative which he, which he requires of you. So Chavos HaVav says that on the spot he quit that job, this chaser effort, and uh, found himself a more local panos. Again, the example is, uh, is anachronistic, obviously. But the, the idea that what we're doing is hishtablus, and therefore it's reasonable to think that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to stay in certain bounds, HaKadosh Baruch Hu presumably doesn't want us to relocate to a place where there's no uh, Jewish community, where there's no support system, where there's no chinuch for, for, for children, and, and uh, even, for one's own, uh, for, even for one's own observance, or even for those who perhaps are at, at an earlier stage in their careers, there are careers which are more demanding in terms of hours, and there are, and there are careers which are somewhat more moderate. So, it's not clear that the Rav can only provide panosa through a 12-hour or 13-hour workday, and, and uh, is you know and, and uh, isn't equally ready to provide panosa with a with a more moderate type of of, of workday. One final comment in terms of the, the hishtablus, in terms of panosan, on the spiritual level, in terms of engaging in tefillah, as we mentioned before, tefillah, to, to be answered, has to be a tefillah haguna. 
to, 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 to improve our chances that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should answer our tefillahs, we have to ask for what's appropriate. If our tefillahs are for something exaggerated, because our desires are for something exaggerated, so then again, the tefillah, which, such, which is such a critical component, again, of the, the package of, of human initiative, so then that tefillah is, is undermined. If when I'm looking for panasa, I'm looking that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give me a panasa that will support an indulgent, uh, opulent lifestyle, so that's, uh, that's, that undermines the tefillah. That detracts from the tefillah. If I'm asking, Yaakov Avinu asks, Lechem lecho veged lulbosh. Okay, so Mestama, we would have uh, difficulty making do with just lechem lecho veged lulbosh. But even so, even assuming that we have to upgrade that a little bit, given what we're accustomed to, but that the, the tefillah should be for something which is uh, so the the, the 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 exaggerated lifestyle that, that we've come to take for granted, that that tefillah is 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 undermined because we're asking for what's for what's not really appropriate, what's not really necessary. If a person, if a person recognizes that what he's doing is hishtablus, but has betochen like a rishbaruch, it's going to undercut any any yet sahara he may have to otherwise chanfer his boss to be very obsequious and, and uh, flattering in and uh, in, in a very insincere way. And, and, and finally, just to end on this note, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar writes in Chovos HaMavavos that when a person has betachen, so one of the corollaries of betachen is that a person is able to live with a tremendous sense of menuchas hanefesh, tremendous sense of serenity. I think Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar is assuming, having uh, introspected and made sure that, that his hishtablus is on target, so then a person has the serenity has the, the, the serenity of knowing that whatever happens is supposed to happen. And if whatever happens is supposed to happen, so maybe we can't necessarily appreciate that from our vantage point, but then a person knows that it's good. A person knows that it's good and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu intends it for his her, or her benefit. So no matter how trying it might otherwise be, again, from the human perspective, that sustains a person. There is a very beautiful story which is told about uh, Rebaran Kotler, Zachon Levacha, that in his uh, final day or days, when, when he was uh, literally on, on, his, uh, on an Erez Devai, on, on his deathbed, so that, that his, his rabbitson wanted to encourage him. So she says to him, you know, Aaron, the, the doctor said that tomorrow is going to be better. And he says, and, and he answered her as follows. He says, what is has to be. That's what is is not accidental. is not happenstance. It's because HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, what is das sein, and what das sein is good. And what has to be is good. When a person knows, a person makes the cheshbon nefesh, a person reviews, checks, his or her, hishtablus, so once a person does that and knows that the hishtablus is on, is on target, so then a person knows that was dafzayn, I'm making the right hishtablus. I, again, from the human vantage point, things aren't going well. So what, what was is dafzayn? 
it's supposed to be that way. And if it's supposed to be that way, so then a person has the menuchah's nafsh of knowing that that's good. 